Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Wednesday edition of the Daily 10. Yes, it's your friend Matt back again, ready to take you on our 10-minute sports journey together today. Here's what's coming up on our Rhodes Group Rundown. It's all brought to us by the Rhodes Group. If you haven't met Clayton Rhodes and his great team at the Rhodes Group, well, I want to introduce you. Their job is to find you the best insurance rates, and that's what an independent insurance agent will do for you. Not one of the big agencies where you just become a number. No, I've noticed this working with the Rhodes Group for the last several years because they've gotten my family the best home and car insurance rates, best policy, best coverage, and saved us the money. You get that one-on-one assistance, that face-to-face that a local independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group can give you. Now, as insurance rates continue rising faster than ever, it's really important that you get up to 10 quotes. Otherwise, you could be leaving money on the table. You could be getting the policy that doesn't suit you best. Well, the Rhodes Group is going to save you the time, the energy, and most importantly, the money. Plus, you'll get peace of mind, which comes from comprehensive collision, uninsured motorist coverage, third-party liability, all the things that you kind of know about, but you might mess up. Get in touch with the independent insurance agents at the Rhodes Group to make sure your policy is done right. Mention Matt when you do get in touch with them. They have a landing page set up for you guys where you can get those 10 home and car insurance quotes in just 10 minutes. Go to Rhodes-Group.com slash churn off or call them directly and they'll give you the 10 quotes over the phone at 678-341-9667. The uh, Falcons get ready to head to Arizona to face what looks like Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Now Kyler was activated. We'll talk about the matchup and how the Falcons are one loss away from really going backwards after the bye. Plus, Georgia gets ready for their matchup with Ole Miss while Georgia Tech has a trip to Death Valley against Clemson, and timing could be the absolute key for Georgia Tech when they play the Dogs this season. We'll talk about that coming up. And two Braves are very well deserving of being award finalists, while another got snubbed in a truly impossible way. We'll talk about that coming up. But first, let me remind you about our friends at the Daily Draft, downtown Woodstock on Main Street. If you're looking for the go-to sports bar, for me, I live in Woodstock, so it's easy. But if you live in Roswell or Alpharetta, the Daily Draft's right there for you. If you live in Canton or Kennesaw, you're right around the corner, too. And why is it important to find the great place to watch your favorite games on a Saturday for a college football Saturday or a pro football Sunday? Because you want to have the best views of all the games. And I will make you the claim. If you find a better big screen anywhere in the burbs, send me a pic, and I'll buy you dinner at the Daily Draft myself. It's the best big screen you will find anywhere. Not to mention you have self-serve taps on the beer wall, a brand new menu with all kinds of right answers, a craft beer bar, all that you could want in one location, downtown Woodstock on Main Street. It's the Daily Draft. See it for yourself in person. Find out more on social media. You can follow them on Instagram and Facebook, and you can always check out the website for more details on the menu and all things Daily Draft by going to thedailydraft.net. So uh, it's pretty clear that... The Falcons are in a position on Sunday where if they don't if they don't win, they fall to four and six. And now you're just you've dug a hole that might be impossible to climb out of. And during the bye week, think about all the extra time that they're going to have to hear about their quarterback situation 
if they're coming off another loss and Taylor Heineke doesn't play especially well. Taylor is kind of who we thought he is. What we saw Sunday in that loss to Josh Dobbs in Minnesota was Taylor's a low completion percentage guy. He makes some dangerous throws at times. He turns the ball over at a rate that you don't want. And those are the things people were complaining about Desmond Ritter. The only difference in Desmond is you would hope that, gosh, with enough playing time, maybe he can break through and become a quarterback that gives you a better chance of solving the quarterback issue. I don't know if that was going to happen with Desmond or not, but that was my hope that they were going to stick with the young guy long enough to see if he could break through. But the bottom line now is (laughs) if the Falcons lose on Sunday, they're probably going to go back to to Desmond Ritter, and I would support that. At 4-6, and no, you're not dead. The playoffs are not out of reach. But you would be, as I said, playing out of a hole. It would be more important if I'm the Falcons to get seven more games of data on Desmond Ritter. And you might still have the same conclusion after those seven games that you have right now about Desmond that he does turn the ball over too much. He still doesn't complete enough passes at a percentage that you want. He doesn't have the attributes of a franchise quarterback. All those things might be very clear seven games from now. But there's a lot more value in finding that out with Des than there is in playing Taylor Heineke if you're a four and six football team. Taylor Heineke did that with the Washington Commanders before they moved on from him and then handed the reins to Sam Howell. It's a very similar situation. Now, I'll be clear. I think we're at the point where the Falcons, I'm not going to say have messed up the quarterback thing because there might not be anything to mess up. Desmond Ritter might not be good enough to mess up. But they might have put themselves in a position where you're not going to know anything more about Desmond Ritter, so you're going to be back to square one in the offseason, which means do they draft a quarterback, do they sign a quarterback, or do they trade a quarterback? I don't know how that would have looked had they stayed with Desmond, even through some of the struggles that a young quarterback is going to have. And I thought at the time when Desmond was still starting, I said, if you make the change to Taylor, you're just making a a marginal, lateral type of a move. He's just not good enough to raise the offense up to a level that's going to be that much of a difference. Now, if they win Sunday, Taylor plays well, the decision becomes easier. Five and five, you're very much in the division race. All the things look different before the bye weekend at that point. Taylor remains the starting quarterback. Like, they'll tell you they're going to evaluate all things. If they lose Sunday, they'll go back to Desmond. If they win Sunday, Taylor stays the guy. Either way, you don't have your quarterback answer because you, in some way, kind of reacted or overreacted quickly, and you decided, all right, we got to have a look at Taylor when maybe Desmond with seven or eight or nine more games could have broken through. I don't know if he would have. In fact, I would bet against it. But that would have been the more important thing to find out rather than trying to win the eight or nine games or stay in this division race, which, frankly, anybody could stay in this division race. We'll see what it looks like Sunday. As of this morning, it was a pick the old spread for Falcons-Cardinals with Taylor Heineke potentially against (laughs) Kyler Murray. All right, so uh, Georgia gets ready to face Ole Miss on Saturday. They're a 10.5-point favorite in the game. Meanwhile, Georgia Tech heads to Clemson, to Death Valley, to face... The Tigers and the Jackets are a 14-and-a-half-point underdog. Now, both teams have work to do before they'll see the in-state rival coming up at the end of the month. For Georgia, they still have this game to worry about, uh, the trip to Knoxville before facing Georgia Tech. But I did want to talk about that that game for a minute. Clean, old-fashioned hate, which has been a beatdown for years now. And I even got to the point where I was like, I don't even know why we're playing this game anymore. Other than just we've always done it, which is never a reason to stay with something. But I wonder if Georgia Tech has improved enough this year that they can at least make Georgia sweat when the two teams meet in the season finale. 
Georgia Tech has been something of a giant killer this season. They beat Miami as a 19-and-a-half-point underdog. <laughs> Mario Cristobal had something to do with that, but they still won the game. Georgia Tech just beat North Carolina a couple of weeks ago as an 11-and-a-half-point dog. Now, the rest of the story is they've been beaten by double digits against Bowling Green at home, and they lost to Boston College at home. They also blew a 15-point lead to Louisville in the opener at Mercedes-Benz. I guess if you want to look for some sunshine, they were only down a touchdown against Ole Miss with 10 minutes to play at Oxford before that game got away. So my conclusion is no, Georgia Tech is not good enough to beat Georgia or really make them sweat unless Georgia cooperates. So how does the team cooperate? Sloppy play, turnovers, penalties, or in Georgia's case, just sometimes not getting up for an opponent like South Carolina or like Auburn because they know they're just better than the opponent. And when they want to flip the switch, they can find a way to score enough points to win those games. I would think the biggest challenge for Georgia will be getting up for that game against Georgia Tech, especially coming off this run of games against Missouri, against Ole Miss, and then at Tennessee. Those are three top 15 opponents. But, oh, by the way, at that point, you're looking ahead to the SEC championship game. The Tech game is in the perfect letdown spot. It's a sandwich game. Georgia will be looking ahead to the SEC title, coming off that three-game gauntlet. There is a chance they don't take the Jackets very seriously, and they still will win the game. But if you're looking for some kind of angle for Georgia Tech to make it a fourth-quarter affair, that would be it. I'm just guessing now. I think Georgia will be somewhere in the neighborhood of a 20, 20-and-a-half, 20 21-point favorite of the game. I fully expect them to win it. Probably easy. But it's not one of those years where I can at least point to just guaranteeing it being a blowout. I could find a path to Tech making it close if Georgia was to sleepwalk through the game, have some turnovers, but Georgia Tech plays well enough with the run game, which just ran for 300 yards against Virginia, which has had Haynes King had good days. There are some opportunities, and maybe I'm stretching it because I want that game to mean something and be more competitive. And I want it not to be at noon on that Saturday. Maybe if Georgia Tech pulls off one more upset, they beat Clemson, they find a way to, to beat Syracuse, who knows? Maybe that game becomes a night game or a, an afternoon game. It's not the crappy noon start where the world wants to watch Michigan-Ohio State and the Georgia-Georgia Tech game is put there on the SEC network at noon. So we'll see what happens. Still time before those things would play out, but I'm, I'm hopeful. I'll put it that way. All right, the Braves are in the midst of award season right now. We learned uh, a day or two ago that Brian Snitker was named a finalist for the Manager of the Year Award along with then-Milwaukee manager Craig Council and Marlins manager Skip Schumacher. Now, Snit will probably not win the award because the manager of the year typically goes for the, the team who overachieved, and that would be the Marlins. The Braves were supposed to be the best team, even, and this is where people will ignore this, even though they overcame so many injuries. The same amount of injuries you could argue that derailed the Mets or the Yankees or that derailed the Padres. The Braves lost Max Freed for three-fourths of the year, their ace. They lost Kyle Wright coming off a 21-win season for most of the year. Then there were the other injuries. They were without Rysel Iglesias for a month to start the year. Then injuries to A.J. Minter. Then injuries to Ozzie Albies, to Orlando Arcia, to Travis Darnot, to Michael Harris, to you name it. They had all those, and they didn't skip a beat. It never even put them in a tailspin. But again, that won't be good enough to win Snit the award. Skip Schumacher, the Marlins, because they were the big surprise and made the playoffs, will win the award. Keep in mind, the only reason the Marlins made the playoffs is because everybody essentially makes the playoffs these days. And I'm not trying to diminish what Miami did. They won 84 games. Back in the day, 84 games would have been a nice little surprise, but you would not have been rewarded, A, for making the playoffs, or B, for being an award winner. 
Times have changed. Seven teams in each league make the playoffs. So I think Skip Schumacher will win the award, even if Snit's team overcame injury at every turn. The other news we learned was, and this is no surprise, Ronald Acuna Jr. was officially named a finalist for the MVP, along with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. What a crazy world where a guy hits 54 home runs, has a league-leading 139 RBI, and can't be an MVP, an MVP finalist. That's the year Matt Olson had. With those numbers, he's not an MVP finalist, which is just, that's crazy. But I can make a case that Freddie's supposed to be there before him. Mookie's supposed to be there, and, and Ronnie. I almost wish it was like the Heisman Trophy. Some years you take four <laughs> to New York, and maybe Matt Olson would have gotten the, the opportunity then. It just speaks to the kind of nutty year that Ronnie had, the big year that Mookie had, and certainly the year that Freddie had, that the league leader with over 50 jacks and nearly 140 runs batted in is not an MVP finalist. We'll see if Snit is rewarded, and we know Ronnie will be with the NL MVP. All right, if you would reward us by now hitting the subscribe button, on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. That would be a big help to us, and also I hope a big help to you because it would guarantee you get the podcast each and every day, waiting for you at 10 a.m. I will talk to you folks later this afternoon at 2 o'clock on 680 The Fan. We're back here tomorrow for the next edition of The Daily 10. Subscribe to The Daily 10 now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.